Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I've got a bonus episode for you today. So we are recapping the month of April, which it literally feels like I just did the last bonus episode. I think this is the month that has gone by the fastest for me in all of this year so far. I'm actually shook. Like, doesn't it feel like it was just maybe a week or two ago that I did my episode that was the end of March episode about hitting a six-figure month. And like that feels so recent. I just am confused and concerned of like, am I missing my life? Am I not present enough? Is time warping and just (laughs) moving so fast? But anyway, here we are, end of April. So April was my month of not launching or selling anything. And it's been interesting. Um, I still have lots of monthly recurring revenue in my business. So the business is still making money and everything is fine. But even so, like it's interesting as an entrepreneur and, you know, running a business, a service-based business, especially when you're not launching or selling something and you're just relying on that, you know, monthly recurring revenue from payment plans or passive sales or whatever it is of not making it mean anything and, you know, moving through the stories of like what it means if you have a huge, you know, six-figure month, like March was obviously the the biggest month that, that I've ever had in my business before, to then go into a month of not really actively launching or selling anything, that's going to be a significant dip in income. And just kind of being really mindful of, allowing space for that and not making it mean anything about me or my business or my success or considering it a failure or being so obsessed with this idea of like needing every month to be consistent. Um, I think especially in the online coaching space, there's so many conversations around like consistent 10K months, consistent six-figure months, and it's all about like the consistency. And I agree with it in the sense of like, yeah, you don't want your income to be so volatile where it's just like up and down and you never know what's going to happen. And oh my God, shit, we need to sell something because if we don't, we're screwed. And of course, there's that kind of like truly frantic energy that you don't want to have in business. Um, And that's why I'm grateful to have things that do provide me with that monthly recurring revenue in business so that I can take a month off of selling and just be like, you know what? I'm not going to launch or sell or promote anything really this month. Um, But I also think there's a a stage that you can get to where you have a, a really beautiful level of monthly recurring revenue in that you can be okay with where that's at and not feel like you need to consistently, uh, 
beat yourself per se, or like, you know, go up from the next month or try to get more and more and more. It's just like this um, toxic mindset of really believing that everything has to be perfect all the time, or it has to be completely consistent every single month, or you have to keep beating yourself and going up and up and up and your growth needs to be linear. And that type of thinking has never served us in any area of our life, not just with money, but with fitness, with literally anything else. So I know that I have to be in the practice of of not operating from that place. And so having a month, you know, after a, a, you know, a really big launch, a busy month, there was a lot of energy expenditure and there was a huge reward off the back of that. But then having a month after that where I go, okay, I'm going to restore my energy a little bit. I'm going to replenish myself. It, it wasn't like I took a month off of work. I was still posting on social media every day. I was still being very present. I was still recording podcasts. I was still serving clients. I actually was very busy because I had an overlap of a private clients that I am finishing up with and then an influx of new private clients that are that are getting started with me and so I actually had like more than what I typically like to take on in terms of private clients in the month of April so it wasn't even like it was a super chill like do nothing month it was just the fact that I wasn't promoting something or talking about my offers or saying you know this is what's available come buy this and it was just it was just kind of like lean back in that way. But it's been chill in that sense of not having to promote or launch or sell anything. But it's also been, like I said, very busy. I've had lots of work, um, but it's also been fun and kind of hectic. I'm not going to lie. I also took a week off from work completely. I literally didn't do any work during that week. I was completely out of the office, no calls, no emails, no nothing. Um while my parents came to visit. So my parents came down to visit me because for Christmas this past year, I bought them and myself (laughs) tickets. They wouldn't have wanted to go without me. So I had to get myself a ticket. Um, I bought us tickets to the Tortuga Country Music Festival that's down here in Fort Lauderdale. It's literally like right down the street from my house on the beach. So it's super close and I figured it would be really fun. And some of my parents favorite artists were headlining. My mom's obsessed with Eric Church. My dad and my mom are both like diehard Kenny Chesney fans. So uh, both of those people were headlining. And then there, Shania Twain was another headliner who was just like iconic. And it, it was really fun to to see her. And so I thought it would be a really great gift and we would get to spend time together and an excuse for them to like come down and enjoy the weather and the beach and Fort Lauderdale and all the things. So that trip kind of started out a little bit rocky because several days before they were meant to come down, it was just so rainy here. And I I think I spoke about this on one of the recent podcasts. I was like, it's been so rainy and gray. And I, I forgot how much like weather really affects my mood. And at that point, I didn't really know when I recorded that episode, I didn't really know what was happening. I was kind of like, is this normal spring weather in Florida? Like it's raining a lot because it was like nonstop four days, like monsooning. And then I realized, oh shit, like, no, this is not normal at all. It was actually a historic flood. (laughs) It was like a one in every 1,000 years, it will rain that much consecutively in Florida. Like that was the statistic or whatever that they had on the news. 
and there was over 20 inches of rain. The airport was underwater. I saw someone, a video of someone literally swimming through like a parking lot at the airport. Uh, There were cars floating and flooding away and so many homes were destroyed and people lost a lot of stuff and it was actually like a catastrophic flood. Like the rain was so bad and so I was right it was depressing and no it was not normal so I was right to be very confused so anyway this whole thing was happening and the reason why I was a little bit oblivious to it is because a I don't watch the news every day that's just something I do to protect my peace and b the area where I am near the beach wasn't really experiencing that kind of like flooding like yes there was a little bit of water in some of the streets but it wasn't yeah, it was, it was pretty much fine. But then I started seeing videos on social media of what downtown Fort Lauderdale looks like, which is just like 10 or 15 minutes away. But it was like fully like underwater floating cars. It was bad. So I was like, oh, shit. So then the morning that my parents were supposed to fly in was like the day after everything just really f- flooded so badly. And so the airport was underwater. It was completely shut down. All flights were canceled they decided to pack up their stuff in the car and just get in the car and make the 12-hour drive down from North Carolina to South Florida. So they're legends. They drove all the way down here because they didn't want to miss any of the festival. And obviously, uh, situations with with flights were just so sketchy. There was really no information about when things were going to open back up again and, and whatever. So they ended up driving down and it all worked out. They didn't run into any floodwaters getting down here because, again, like my area was was pretty much okay. Um, so that was good. We made it to the festival like it still happened. They didn't cancel anything. But the first day that we got there, we literally got to the gate. We were going and in, getting into the security line to like get our bags checked and enter the festival. And they go, oh, I'm so sorry. We actually have to evacuate everyone right now. We can't let anyone else in. You need to leave. So we didn't even hear one song. We didn't even get in and they were like, you need to leave because apparently there was another rain thunderstorm kind of coming through and they needed to evacuate everyone. So Jaime had dropped us off. We quickly called him and we're like, where are you? We'll come find you. We'll get in the car. We'll wait it out for a little while. So that's what we did. They ended up like nothing even happened. It didn't even rain. It was fine. In like an hour, they ended up letting everyone back in. So we got in and, and we saw some great people. And then the headliner that night was... Eric Church, which was my mom's favorite. So she was just like vibing and thriving. Um, And then the next night was Shania Twain, which I decided to get this like really extra outfit (laughs) to wear to the Shania Twain night because I just wanted it to be really fun. So I got this um, black sequined, almost like a bikini top, but you can't actually go in the water in it, but it's basically like a triangle type like bikini top. It was like rhinestoned and then it had these um, like tassels on it and then a matching like little kind of like booty shorts that also had the rhinestones and the tassels on the side and then this like black and sequin brimmed cowboy hat (laughs) and I wore that to Shania Twain my dad was like oh my goodness because a lot of people go really casual to this festival because it's like on the beach most people are wearing like bathing suits or jean shorts flip-flops like it's pretty chill there were some girls in there that had like outfits on but I had originally ordered that outfit for 
one of my options to maybe go to ultra in. And then I didn't end up using it. And I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to keep it instead of returning it. And I'll wear it to like the Shania Twain night at Tortuga. So that's what I did. Um, But it was fun. It was very, very fun. Shania is incredible. She's 58 years old and literally looks insane. Like she was rocking the stage. Her outfit was amazing. She played all the classics, which is what everyone wanted to hear. I honestly felt kind of bad for her because she has like a whole new album out and you could just tell like the crowd really only wanted to hear 90s Shania. Like, you know, we just wanted Feel Like a Woman and all the tracks that we were obsessed with like as kids growing up. But she did play all the classics and it was really fun to just like sing along. My dad was uh, basically just tolerating that that part of the of the concert, but it was a fun night with my mom. We had a, a great time. And then, well, prior to that night, we had, the weather was amazing the second day, like beautiful, like classic, like South Florida weather, like clear sky, hot sun. So we had a beach day. We went to the beach with my parents all day. And then we went out to like a waterfront brunch and we had an amazing meal. And then we came home. We, we all took naps. Like it was such a vibe. We watched some Netflix shows together and then we basically just went to Shania that night. So we didn't go like all day festivaling because we wanted to do some other stuff. Um, And we also wanted to save ourselves so that we had energy for the last day because three days is a lot when you are a grandma, you know, when you're someone who loves to be at home and just be super chill and you don't really drink that much and you're not a huge partier. A three-day music festival is a lot to ask, especially considering that I just went to Ultra, which was another three-day music festival, two weeks prior. So yeah, I don't really know what I was thinking when I booked these things of like thinking that I'm like a 22-year-old party animal, but I definitely am not. So we had a, and I was going with my parents. So we were all kind of like on the same wavelength, you know? So we spent the second day like enjoying the weather, chilling, eating good food, resting, and then we went and saw Shania. And then the third day was Kenny Chesney. And this was like the most important day because it was the 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 person that my parents were most excited to see probably. And so we went in early. We, we saw some people. But our main priority was to get like a really good spot on the beach to see Kenny. So the first night of the festival, it was a kind of like open. It wasn't that hard to find a good spot because we didn't know this. There were so many people that missed their flights and couldn't travel because of the flooding that the venue was like less full. It was just so much emptier the first night. So we expected that it was going to be like that the next two nights. But then we went to Shania and it was like packed and we were like shoulder to shoulder with people. And it was like you were very far away. I think they said there was, I don't know, 60,000 or more people inside of this thing. So it was like so many people. So then we're like, okay, third night, it's Kenny Chesney. He's like the main headliner because he always does this festival. It's like really associated with him. So you know there's a lot of his fans there. So we're like, this is going to be tough to get a good spot. So we went in early and we just kind of like staked out a spot and we had like, we found a nice spot. It wasn't super close, but we had a good view of like the big screens and whatever and we were comfortable. And he comes on, he plays like four songs, we're vibing, having a great time. And then someone runs onto the stage and is like, you've got to get off. Like we have to evacuate everyone. 
like we have to leave now. And so he was like, okay, we got to go. It's not safe, but I'll see you later. And so then they told everyone like, you need to evacuate immediately. It was already like, there was tons of lightning at that point. I'm honestly shocked that they didn't evacuate us earlier. The only reason that they did, and I think is because they already had done it the first night and people were probably going to start to get annoyed if they kept evacuating us when there was like no true storms. It was just off into the distance. But there was some serious sheet lightning happening like while he was on stage. So then they are like, okay, you need to get out, evacuate. So we start like filing out towards the exit and it starts like torrential downpouring, like so heavy, like horrible. So we duck into this... um like uh, bathroom area it was like a you know when you go to like a park and when you're at like a how do I describe this it's like a what's the word for it I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of but anyway it's like one of those like literal like brick like buildings that has like bathrooms inside like it's a proper building so we ducked into this little bathroom area just to get out of the rain for a second to kind of like figure out what are we trying to do? What's our plan? Where are we going? Like, where are we basically going to hide out? Are we going to leave? Are we going to plan to come back? Whatever. So we go into this bathroom and there's a bunch of people in there as well doing the same thing, trying to get out of the rain. So we are huddled shoulder to shoulder in this like bathroom shelter with a bunch of strangers and we're checking the radar and trying to see like how long the storm is going to be and whatever. Everyone else, you can see them walking in in the pouring rain, like thousands and thousands of people evacuating from the festival. And we're like, oh my God, this is going to be kind of like long. It showed that it was going to be about an hour until it cleared from our area. So we're huddled in this bathroom area with a bunch of strangers for like 45 minutes. And then the rain stops and we're like, oh my God, maybe, maybe we'll be able to go back in. Like, let's see what happens. And then they announced that like gates were opening again and people could come back. Mind you, most of the 60,000 people had already like left. There was only, a, I don't even know, maybe like a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand people that had found places to hide and like stayed inside of the venue. So when they announced that it was back on, we ran out of that bathroom and we were like, holy shit, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We literally have first dibs to get up so close to the stage. So we start running. We're sprinting down the beach and I'm screaming at my parents like, hurry up. (laughs) My mom is like bending over, like wheezing. She wants to quit. I'm like, let's go. This is once in a lifetime. My dad needs like a hip replacement and in a couple of months he's like scheduled for a surgery. He's like struggling to run and I'm just like barking orders at them. I'm like literally hurry the fuck up. Like we are getting front row. I do not care. It will be worth it when you get there. Like five more seconds. Push through the heartburn. Like you got this. So we're running down the beach. We get so close up to the front. And then we had to wait and stand there for another 45 minutes until they cleaned the stage off and got all the water off and made sure everything was safe and allowed time for everyone who evacuated to get back into the venue and yada yada. So we ended up seeing Kenny Chesney so up close and personal. It was so much fun and like a core memory just to have with my parents because he's literally like an icon for them. Like they 
love him so much. So their faces were so lit up. They were having the best time of their life. I was like trying to film Kenny, but also trying to film my parents because of how happy they were. And it was just like so cute and wholesome to see them like that and to have like such a fun experience together. So that was the recap of our uh, Tortuga Music Festival. The weather was could have been better. There was some some mishaps, but honestly, it all ended up working out in our favor. And that's what we kept saying the entire time. We we're like, everything's working out for us. Anytime something would go would go right, we're like, everything's working out for us. Everything's working out for us because we were really trying to keep like the positive vibes up after that first night when we got kicked out before we could even get in, essentially. And then what do you know? It starts pouring rain during their favorite artist and it seems like everything's going badly. But, you know, the universe always has a plan, right? And so, of course, that redirection was perfectly aligned to make it turn out even better than what we had expected or hoped for. So that was amazing. Um, I shared on Instagram that I was feeling really moody and just like bitchy and kind of like PMS-y the other week, but I was actually ovulating when that was happening, which was so confusing to me because normally like ovulation is associated with you've got like higher energy levels, you've got higher sex drive, like everything is just kind of like on the up and up when you are ovulating. Um, but a lot of people actually said ovulation has been like bad for you also, or you've kind of like felt those PMS vibes during that part of your cycle as well. So that was super interesting, but it was also the start of eclipse season, which can be an intense energy. And it was also mercury retrograde, which had just started. So, you know, if you were feeling weird, like a week ago, honestly, like welcome to the club. So many people reached out and were like, dude, it's been rough. I'm feeling so down, just feeling like not myself, feeling upset, feeling bitchy, whatever it is. So that's how I was feeling. I was really moody and just kind of like low vibe. And I was also really stressed out because of tax season this year. Um, Obviously, that was like, you know, the height of tax season. Taxes were due. What was it last week? And this is my first tax season back in the U.S. As a business owner, I have a growing business and I'm not super in love with everyone on my tax team. So I just was kind of going through these growing pains of, you know, realizing like it's really important who you choose to delegate things to and just wanting to have like a super competent team of people who are like on top of things when it comes to accounting and bookkeeping and all that sort of stuff. So I was just being, I was just feeling frustrated because there was just like a lot of incompetence and, you know, not knowing what was going on and having to confirm things a million times and just being late with stuff. And it's just not my vibe. Like I don't, I don't like being behind anything. I don't like being late on anything. And I definitely get this from my dad, but like incompetence in other people grinds my gears so badly. Like there's nothing more annoying than when you feel like someone is literally not knowing how to do their job. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this is your job. This is not my job. Like don't give this to me as my, that's why I delegated this to you, sir. (laughs) So there was an extra layer of like stress and pressure plus all the, you know, astrological things that were happening. And so the energy was just like not there. It was just not good. So Jaime decided to plan a surprise date night for me because I was like literally in down in the dumps 
I was feeling dumpy. And he was like, I'm going to take you out. It's going to be fun. Let's do something fun. So he planned a surprise date night um, to take me to a Miami Heat game. And that was actually really fun. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to another NBA game, which I don't think that I have. I like watching basketball because it's a really fast sport and it's like they score every 10 seconds. So it's like there's a lot of dopamine hits, you know, not like not like a sport like soccer or football where you could be like waiting forever for someone to score. So I do like watching basketball, but I'm not like a basketball fan by any means. But, you know, I'll bandwagon. I'll bite. And so it was fun to just go down to Miami and see the game and put on like a cute little outfit and just like have a fun night out of doing something different. It was a playoffs game. There was a lot of people there. It was very fun. We bought tickets super last minute. So we were definitely kind of up in the nosebleeds, but the vibes were right, you know? And so it was, it was very fun and it was very sweet of him to just like do that to kind of like bring the energy back and get me, get me feeling good again. So that was super sweet. Um, what else? Oh, I just did a brand photo shoot in Miami literally yesterday as I'm recording this. I just did a photo shoot in Miami, which was super fun. I feel like this was my most like legit quote unquote photo shoot so far um, because I've never really paid someone like a professional makeup artist or like someone to do my hair. Like I've done photo shoots in the past, but I usually just get myself ready. And this time I just wanted everything to be a little bit more elevated. So I got a makeup artist and my hair girl to come over to my house in the morning and get me ready for the photo shoot. And then we went into Miami and we were in like the Wynwood like art district area in this really cool loft. The aesthetic was amazing. I posted like a few behind the scenes on my stories, but I'm going to save a lot of it for when the content is ready to go. Um, obviously it's always good to get like just like fresh photos and stuff for content, but the purpose of this photo shoot was for something specific and it's something very exciting, very, very exciting. That's going to be happening very soon. And I can't wait to tell you about it. (laughs) I'm like that annoying person. That's like big things coming. Watch this space. Can't tell you all the details, which is annoying, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. I want it to feel so exciting when it happens. So I'm going to leave a little bit of like a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of an intrigue, but there is something very exciting happening soon, very soon. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for it. And that's what the photo shoot primarily was for, but also just, you know, we took advantage of it and, and got some content and things like that. Um, so yeah, the, the girl that did my makeup was amazing. She literally airbrushed my fucking face. It looked so flawless. If you've ever had like your makeup airbrushed, oh my God, like that is how I was like, this is why celebrities look perfect all the time because they must be getting airbrushed. If you're, when your foundation is airbrushed, your skin looks amazing. Like there's no more texture. There's no nothing, which, you know, texture is normal and all the stuff, but sometimes you just want that look, you know, it was incredible. So she was amazing and she's super local to me. She like lives right around the corner almost. Um, but she's done some decent people. She, I think she's done Alex Earl's makeup. Um, she's done, she does a lot of like the NFL wives, um, for 
the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins, like their wives, whenever they have like events or stuff like that. She does a lot of the NFL wives. Um, and she's done some like other B-list celebrities and people like that. But yeah, it was a very good experience. The reason why I've always been like hesitant to get my makeup done is because anytime I have gotten makeup done, whether it's like for someone's wedding or something like that, I've always hated it. Like, I just don't like it when other people do my makeup. But this girl was so legit and I actually was obsessed. Like, it it really was so nice. It wasn't makeup that I would wear on a day-to-day at all. Like, it was definitely photo shoot makeup or like stage makeup. Um, but it was a moment for sure. And I loved that. And I felt... I don't know. I just, it, the, the energy was elevated. Like they came to my house in the morning and like set up all the, and it was just, I, I could just be like in my skims and in my robe and they were like getting me ready. And it just, it really elevated the whole experience of doing a brand shoot. So that was really, really fun. And I can't wait to share the photos because the space was really, really beautiful. Some other things this month, I posted like a little life update on my Instagram, but and in the caption, I kind of explained some of this, but I'm, I'm kind of moving through a bit of some growing pains in business and honestly, just like being an adult, like being a homeowner and all this stuff. But I was saying to my coach the other day, like, you know what it feels like when you're running so fast that you almost feel like you're going to trip forward over yourself because you have too much momentum I was like, that is what it feels like now. That's what it feels like right now in my business and in my life, I guess. Like too much momentum. And then one of my clients reminded me, she was like, do you remember when like your word for 2023 was momentum? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it was. Like that's the word I chose for this year. So uh, not surprised, I guess, anymore now that I'm like, oh my God, there's so much momentum. And it it is like, it's a very good thing. But, you know, when you grow a lot and there's a lot of momentum, especially in business, it requires you to adapt and rethink things and change your approach to how you do stuff or take bigger risks or say no to certain opportunities so that, you know, you can prioritize your energy. And that was one of the big things that I was talking to my coach about. Like, I have to say no to more things, even though maybe I don't necessarily want to, but it's like I cannot do everything that I want to do all at once. And I really need to prioritize where I put my energy. Otherwise, I'll eventually burn out, you know? So you've got to say no more and sacrifice some of those quick wins or those opportunities to get money now, for example, in order to instead prioritize the long-term vision of where you're trying to go. And so I was having this conversation with her, like, you know, I had this little offer planned for May that I was excited about because I already took April as my month of like, I'm not launching or selling anything. So I was really ready to like get back on the horse for May and like put something out there for you guys that's, you know, kind of low price, but high value and, and just fun to pour into. And so I had this little offer planned, but After this conversation, I decided to pull the plug on it and take another month off from selling uh, and just really go deep into creation mode because there are things that I want to adjust and also build anew in my business and I'm not going to have the space for it if I'm always, you know, selling things or creating these mini offers or bringing on new clients or 
you know, I've got multiple groups running right now that I also have to be responsible for and pour into. And so something has to go. Um, and it can feel really scary as a, as a business owner to like say no to opportunities that you know you could make money off of, especially like, oh, you know, someone applied for private mentorship, let's say. And you're like, I literally have to say no to this very viable way to bring a good amount of money into the business because I have a bigger vision of something else that I want to create and needs my time and attention and I can't be overloaded with clients right now. Um, or even just this the little offer that I wanted to do in May. It's like, well, if I really want to provide a stellar service to anyone who opts in or buys this offer, then I'm going to need to be energetically available to like pour into them and be in that space giving my energy and where my energy really needs to be right now is the creation of this next thing, of this next phase. So a piece of that, which I've shared a little bit about here and there, is that I'm building a new mastermind and I'm so excited for it because the energy just feels so fresh and so new and I'm working with my coach on it and I have so many creative ideas and it's just like it's very different than if if you're a client and you've taken A&A before like there's going to be it's going to be massive value like A&A is but it's going to be a different energy and a different vibe and it's this new mastermind is going to be for established coaches who are really ready to like amp up their branding, their content, their authority, and really go to like that next level. And this is the mastermind that I've told you guys all the way back in September. I had a download for the entire thing, like the name, the outline, who it's for, all the things. But I've just been so busy that I haven't been able to really dig into creation mode and bring it to life. And so I've decided to prioritize that. So I'm taking May off from, you know, really publicly launching or selling anything, especially on social media. But, you know, there's always things available in my world. People are, you know, buying courses or master classes or things in the back end, which is amazing. But I'm just going to, you know, take some time to really be in creation mode and not pouring my energy into promotion, but rather pouring it into building this new mastermind, which, by the way, is going to have an all-inclusive immersion weekend trip with me in person as part of your participation in the mastermind. Oh my God, it's going to be so much fun. It's so next level. It's like, ah, I can't wait for you to see it. So that's my plan for May. That's what I'm going to be working on. A little update on my morning routine because I talked to you guys in several episodes recently about my morning routine. I am still doing my morning 335 journaling that I told you about in a recent episode. It was the one not that far back about like my OG affirmations and what was it called? I'm going to look it up for you in case you want to listen to it. Okay, it was called A Day in My Life and My OG Affirmations and Vision Board That Got Me Here. The, in that episode, I shared about like how I was revamping my morning routine a little bit and I was doing my three through five journaling from bed every morning. I'm still doing that and I'm loving it and I'm actually like getting into the routine of it because it takes time to build it as a habit. And I've actually added a little something to it. I don't do it every day, but the mornings when I have a little bit more like energy or I, I just feel like it, I add some EFT tapping to it. So I write I write down in my journal the 335, which is the three wins or gratitudes for the day. It's three affirmations for how I want to feel. And then it's my five big goals for life at the moment. And 
So then I'll literally just like do some DIY like EFT tapping where I'll tap through a bunch of the stuff that I wrote down in my journal for the 335. And that has been incredible. And I'm really liking that. Um, so yeah, I think that's the the overall update recap all about life, business, how I'm feeling, all the things. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, or if you have yet to leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to this, I so, so appreciate those. It literally takes, if all you want to do is the five stars, it literally takes this many seconds. Like, just like that. You just, wherever you're listening, Scroll down if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, it's right at the top underneath the logo for the show. You literally just click those five stars and it's so helpful. Uh, Thank you guys so much for leaving reviews. I do see your reviews every single week for the people that are leaving new ones. I love them. I read them. I appreciate you. And yeah, just thanks for being here on this journey with us. We are close to hitting our million download mark, which is so wild. I have lots of really really big goals for the podcast this year. Some exciting things that are in the works, um, some things that are happening that are actually already, I've already invested in them. So they're going to be happening very soon. And then some other things that are big lofty goals for the podcast that I am actively manifesting. And I'm just excited for you to be on the ride with me and, and watch how this kind of unfolds. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being here. I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Oh my God. Pavilion. It's called a pavilion. I just, as soon as I stopped recording, I had an epiphany. The word that I was looking for about the bathroom structure, it's a pavilion. Okay, that's all. Goodbye. Goodbye.